0: my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another edition. Is it called an edition mm-hmm. of Zen Parenting Radio? It's and not an installment. For those of you who have never heard of us, Zen Parenting Radio. This is a podcast number two hundred and one, not two hundred. Two hundred was all you know. We were having
1: excitement, celebration. We we're having elation. parties,
0: but now that it's two hundred one, it's like <laughs> or no. No, it's like this.
1: No, you know what, Todd? It's not. What is it? You want to know why? It's That's Debbie it? Downer. What is it? This is actually a really good show. You had really good ideas for this show, so I think people actually do something different. Like,
0: I have way too many ideas to fit into this show.
1: Like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're supposed to do oh. clapping.
0: You oh, it. That doesn't look me in the eye. He just keeps going. No. And sometimes I'll be like trying to find something. You'll be yapping and I won't pay attention. Did you just
1: say I'll be yapping?
0: And then I'll listen to the show afterwards and I'm like, wow, that was really good. But it takes me a listen afterwards to even know what you're talking about. Did
1: you hear me like two minutes ago? You said, you said, is this a, what did you call it? A addition? An addition. And I said, well, it's not an installment and you went right over it.
0: I know. I know. But many of the people don't know that that's an inside joke. Some do.
1: Well, if you've been listening to Zen Parenting Radio since the beginning, Todd used to call every show an installment.
0: Zen (laughs) Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages 7, 9, and 11, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better... You. And always remember our motto, sweetie, that the best predictor of a child's well-being is
1: parent self understanding.
0: Very good. And then what's our marketing strategy? Nothing. We have no marketing <laughs> strategy. We lean almost completely on listeners to refer our you show. You know what?
1: I have to rephrase that cuz that's not true. The marketing strategy is universal principles.
0: Yes. It's organic and it's actually a debate that you and I have quite often. Cuz I want to like do all these businessy type stuff and you're like just just chill, man.
1: You know why the businessy stuff is annoying? Because it's a bunch of Puffed up, untrue things that don't feel right. And it's not because the show isn't great. I think the show is great, but I think if something is great, then people will spread the word on their own. And I think it's if, the
0: best way the the best uh, referral is from a satisfied customer.
1: right. rather than like an advertisement that you see in a right. magazine. I mean, if some you know what I love? Me? Not, I do. I love yeah, you very much. That's right. Not just referrals from people, but I also like if someone writes about it or there's a blog about it. Mm. It's it's still yeah, nobody, natural. Nobody
0: blogs about us, though.
1: That's not true. It is? Yes. We get emails When was the all last the time, time somebody
0: blogged about us? Well,
1: they may not write a whole blog about us. We get
0: emails us. from people saying, this is the best thing or ever. Or
1: they put it on a list on their website. That's true. Or they have a book club that talks about it. You're right. Or, so it's not about how grand it is. It's not about the grandness of the gesture. It's about the heart centeredness of the gesture.
0: Um, are you, I, I want your permission to share the quote that you said to Cameron last night, but I don't know if it's such a good idea. <laughs> it's
1: fine. You can.
0: So <laughs> here's the quote. Um, Kathy made a pizza last night uh-huh. for our family. huh and what was Cameron doing with the pizza?
1: Well, so I cut the pizza. So, you know, it's one of those things, I don't know if many of you moms, maybe dads can relate to this, but on a Sunday night, everyone's just like not doing anything. And there's still things that have to be done. Like we got to make dinner and I am not like a highly anxious person. It's not that I'm constantly moving, but I'm like, okay, we have to have dinner. So I'll make dinner. I brought, you know. I cut everything up and did everything and got glasses and got plates and no one else is moving.
0: I was sleeping on the couch. Todd was
1: asleep. And so I cut up the pizza, I put out the plates, and that means mm. everyone's on their own, right? right. Yeah. So then I, time for Kathy to eat.
0: Kathy time. So
1: I take two pieces of pizza, put it on my plate, Mm -hmm. turn around to get hot sauce out of the fridge.
0: Louisiana hot sauce. I
1: love that. And I turn back around and my plate's gone. Yeah. Because Cameron came in and took my plate.
0: It looked so inviting though. It was on a plate. It was cut up.
1: And I said, wait a second. Where is mine? And she comes back in, and Cameron's really funny. I you, I hope everyone gets to meet Cameron someday. But she walks in, and she kind of has a look like, oh. And so she's holding the plate yeah. at an angle. <laughs> so the two pieces of pizza fall off the plate onto the ground.
0: So the quote from the self-aware parent is, that was my dinner on the ground. Now it's yours. <laughs> I wrote that down uh, as soon as I heard you say that. That was so great.
1: And she was like, okay. And I took a paper towel and I wiped it off. Actually,
0: like, you uh, yes, because you kind of like helped her after. But in that moment, you're like, what are you doing? Go, that was my dinner? dinner on the ground. And, because, and, and again, it's because
1: it's Cameron, she makes me laugh. So even though she would like drop to the food on the floor, she has this look on her face like she's, she's just who she is. And it was funny, but I was also like, dudes, Mm. like she was getting the brunt of everybody else not participating. Like, who, why are you taking my food? Right. So we, and luckily I had also cleaned the floor.
0: Before or after?
1: I cleaned the floor in the morning before my parents got there. Remember?
0: I do. Yeah. You you had the house clean.
1: I did. So there was a lot of pieces that allowed that to not be as cruel as it sounds. But yeah, we had a good laugh.
0: So the theme of today's show is uh, don't believe the naysayers or mm, don't believe I the haters that. or something that. like that. I don't mm-hmm. even know what it is. But um, but before I get into that, I want to talk about our first partner, John Kelly. He's our dentist and friend, and he's doing a workshop. And the workshop is on t- Thursday, November 20th. So I know you have a lot of fans, friends on the northwest side of Chicago. I do. So if you do, um, the name of the workshop is...
1: So is this an in-person or a virtual? It's
0: in-person. Oh, where? It's at, it's his, at office, his office. Guys, depending on how many people show up. All
1: my people in that area, the Saginash area.
0: Yeah, you said it wrong just now.
1: Okay, say it again.
0: Saginash.
1: Saganash. Yeah,
0: and you, ha- you say it weird.
1: You
0: you said it weird the first time. Okay.
1: What are the other areas around there ever? Edgebrook, Edgebrook,
0: Wildwood. Jefferson. Jefferson Park. Park. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, or anywhere in Chicago, Mm -hmm. for goodness sakes. Um, It's a free comprehensive workshop focusing on sleep disturbances in young children. Sleep strategies, symptoms... Um, underlying issues of sleep disturbances. So he and a social worker that he knows is kind of putting this on. So it's from 7 to 8.30. It's free. It doesn't cost you a dime.
1: So here's the thing, guys. If your child is having issues with sleep or if you're just interested in kind of being ahead of the game, Dr. Kelly is like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. We were just there last Wednesday and we always go as a family to see him. We like hang out with him. Yeah. And he was doing the girl's teeth and Todd said, you know, we're supposed to come in for a checkup because it's been six months. And Todd and I are kind of on the One Once a year year. plan to get our teeth clean because we take good care of our teeth. And I said – and Todd said, well, I don't think we're going to do that. We'll come back in a year. and We said said that
0: to Dr. Kelly. To Dr.
1: Kelly. And I said, don't say that in front of Dr. Kelly. And he goes, you can say that to me. It's okay. He's
0: all good. He doesn't –
1: he's not – and I say that because he's not like a pushy – person. No, he, he's he, like
0: us. Well, he's like you. I'm a little more pushy than you are. Uh, I don't think you're pushy. So if you want to uh, sign up for it, it'll be the sign up information will be in the notes of this podcast, which is zenparentingradio.com slash 201. So the naysayers. So I got this clip off of 60 Minutes from two weeks ago, and it's David Grohl talking to Anderson Cooper.
1: Can you play a Foo Fighters song really quick? Uh,
0: they play a little bit in oh, within good. the clip itself. Okay. They have um, a new album out. Uh, They do. Sonic Highway. Yeah, I don't know. So anyways, um, so here it is. um, And he's talking about, um, you know, singing and and the haters and all that. So I think it's really powerful. So listen in.
2: The reward of playing music
0: should be playing music. But isn't that easy to say for someone who's, you know, incredibly successful? It's really easy for me to say. But that's the way I felt before any of this happened. I was do I wasn't doing it so that this would happen. I was doing it because I loved it, and you still love to play. Oh, dude, yeah,
2: <laughs> a lot.
0: That love of playing is what Grohl believes should always be at the heart of music. Don't worry about what everyone else thinks. Don't let someone say, like, sorry,
1: you didn't win the song contest. Go home.
0: But on, you know, American Idol, the judges will say, well, look, are you doing somebody a favor by telling them keep going at something they're not good at? Who's to say what they're, uh, who's good or not? Imagine
1: Bob Dylan standing there and singing Blown in the Wind in front of those judges. Sorry, it's a little nasally and a little flat. Next.
2: How, how would, would you look, do an American
1: Idol? Oh, I, I would never make it, ever in a heartbeat. People need to appreciate uh, their voice. I don't want to sing like someone else. I want to sing like me.
0: What do you think of that, sweetie?
1: Oh, that's just right up my alley. Todd wouldn't let me hear that beforehand because he knew I'd like it. I just,
0: and it's funny. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Foo Fighters. It's not deliberate. I love Dave Grohl, though. Every time I hear him say anything... I'm on board. You with You
1: want him. to know why? Because why? he speaks from the heart. He does, and I don't think he is trying to instigate debate. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is trying to annoy people, and I don't think he's trying to sell more records. Right. I think he's just talking. Right. I think he's just saying, "Here's who I am," and th- and I think people feel that from him. Right. And I think that. Um, so so I guess in, in our language, in the consciousness language, he doesn't, he, of course, he has an ego. We mm-hmm. all do, but he doesn't carry a ton of ego into his music or right. into his message. And why I love that so much is because that is, it speaks to so many things. Number one, allowing others to tell you how you should do it and allowing others to tell you whether or not you're good enough. Mm-hmm. When you are on American Idol or on The Voice or on So You Think You Can Dance or all those shows, you've got four people in front of you who have their own stories, their own backgrounds and their own experience, telling you whether or not you, you're good enough. And the truth is, that's just their opinion. Right. I'm not saying they're not successful, but their path to success may not be yours. And as David Grohl said at the beginning, it's not about success in terms of becoming the most famous person, like just the whole title, American Idol. Right. You don't have to be an idol right. to do what you love. Right. I, as we talk about on this show if I had taken another career path, say I was still in a classroom. Journalism? Journalism, because I was going to do, well, I think I'd probably be miserable if yeah. I had
0: done that. But you listened to yourself. And I knew did. That because you went to school with the intention of being a journalism major, right? I did. Yeah.
1: And for anyone who is a journalism major, I know they love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Hopefully. I could see. I hope they do. I could see how people were so into it or so driven, and I, I really didn't like that. So the point is, is that If I was doing another job, I would still be talking about this stuff because I can't help it. And so the beauty part of life is when you can merge Mm -hmm. what you love to do with your work. If it doesn't work out that way, then do what you love as your hobby. My goodness, if you don't have it in your life at all, how is that workable?
0: I know. And most of us do that. We find ourselves in a job that we can't stand. And, you know, I'll speak from a male perspective. We get trapped. Like, well, I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the mortgage. I just got to keep on doing something I don't want to do anymore. I have student
1: loans. This is is what I went to get my master's degree in. This is what I, I got my medical degree. I went to law school. I can't stand what I do, but I can't back down now. And the truth is, who told you that? Right. Who told you, like... You know, Ian Zant, who I love, um, she is an author and a writer and a spiritual teacher. She went to law school. Right. And she will even say, I still use it. Mm-hmm. She's like, but I learned the laws of man so then I could understand the laws of spiritual nature. So it's not, she's not a lawyer. Right. Nothing's wasted, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Nothing's wasted. That's right. So you can do what you love.
0: Um, I just, thought of this thing that I played at our retreat, the retreat that I facilitated last February. It's by a guy named Alan Watts. Do you know yeah. who Alan Watts is?
1: Um, no, but I feel like I know, like I can't tell you what his history and background is, but I feel like you've, you sh- shared something with me about, from Alan Watts. Yeah. And
0: I just, it's, you know, it's just too long. It's three minutes, but it talks about how... I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find it on YouTube. Before
1: you say that, who explain to us who he is. So. I don't know.
0: He's some English accent professor guy. I don't even know if he's still alive. Okay. But he's a professor. He, was educa- he educated young people one way or another. Okay. And he talked about how a lot of people think that they get cornered into having to do a job and all that. And he's like, forget all that. Do what you love. Yeah. And if you do what you love, then you'll get pretty good at it. And if you get pretty good at something,
1: You're be then successful. you'll be compensated That's or you'll right. be
0: successful for it. And it's just a very powerful three-minute video that I would love to play here, but it's too long. But I'll have it in the show notes, or you could just go to YouTube and go uh, go to Alan Watts. What if money were no object? That's the name of it.
1: One of my favorite things, and when I I teach my college students, is we talk about this. You know, I share with them Ken Robinson's TED talk, and I I should share with them this that you that you're talking about this Alan Watts thing. But and we, I tell you know, I share Elizabeth Gilbert's information about creativity and writing, and we just talk about doing what you love because my hope for my college students is that they go out there as wholehearted human beings and give back to the world. And that's a lot easier to do when you love what you're doing. And every semester there is always a student or two who changes their major. And I know it makes them so nervous. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, like at the beginning of the semester, just in the first month, a student, she decided her, her, um, advisor had told her she had to do a certain direction and she came up to me and said could I do psychology and sociology because those are the things that I love and those are the classes I love and I was like yes and she's like but my advisor said this and that and this and that I said do you want to go to graduate school and she's like yeah I'm like they psychology and sociology those are amazing right you know um, that's a great platform to get into a social work school. And then another one of my students just told me she's a business major and she decided to make sociology her minor. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just see that's her first step yeah, because she's like making
0: some significant changes Yeah,
1: because I don't think she wants to do business, but she's like, okay, I'm going to make sociology my minor just so I can hold on to pieces of this. But I wonder what it'll be like when she's a senior and she may, and maybe business is where she needs to be.
0: Who knows? Time will tell.
1: Only she knows.
0: Um, I also played this clip on my retreat, and I hope there's no swear words in it, but Uh it's 13 seconds long.
2: I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and brawn.
0: That's what kind of man I am. You're just a woman with a small brain, (laughs) with a brain a third the size of us. It's science. (laughs) That's from Anchorman, by the way. All right. So we're desperately behind schedule oh, as usual. Um, so now I want to go to um, one of my favorite. My two favorite bands are The Doors and Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And I, during my late high school, early college years, I became fascinated with Jim Morrison. and um, Because he spoke your sadness. He spoke my sadness, as did Pink Floyd and everybody else. <laughs> that was my vehicle towards expressing sadness by listening to some of this... Heavy music, mm-hmm. and not heavy metal music. Heavy energy, energy maybe.
1: like deep. So expressive. So
0: Jim Morrison's dad was a admiral in the navy, and to say that he was different from Jim is safe to say. And um, these, this is from a YouTube clip that I found of what. Uh, this what you're going to hear is Jim Morrison's dad. You're not going to hear Jim talk, but there's a few clips that takes about a minute or two. So just listen, and I think his sister might be in a few of the clips too, but this is about the naysayers and and how Jim chose not to listen to his dad who was giving him
2: advice. When he ended up in rock music, I was absolutely flabbergasted. Well, he called me on the phone said he was going on the road with a rock band. And uh, it took me a little bit to gathering what he was really saying but then sure enough that's what it was and I told him that's ridiculous (laughs) that uh, you're you're not a singer you can't sing and I told him he was was really I said you are on the wrong track here get yourself a job (laughs) that to me was not a job (laughs) okay they have got a little rock band there and they're making some headway that's fine but when he turned up on the national TV Uh, why I was amazed. I didn't have any idea of the talent he had as an entertainer. We never had an occasion to see them. They were never in the same area. My dad never stopped to listen. They really never stopped to listen to the music. They more just read about it and heard about it. And um, they didn't really know very much about what he was actually doing. I haven't even heard the lyrics. I've heard the titles like Light My Fire. I, that's about it. And what it goes on after that, I couldn't tell you. I just, I'm just, i afraid I'm a, a very poor uh, interpreter of his, of his talent.
0: There he is.
2: She'll never break a day But she's no drag Just watch the way she walks
0: So what do you think about Jim's dad, sweetie?
1: Um, I think he, it's very common, especially from that generation, because right. there was very defined boundaries about what it meant, what you're supposed to do when you grow up. Right. And this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm using my hands, which I know that listeners can't see. But what has been happening, I think, over the course of time and is really happening now and hopefully will continue to happen, is we're widening our perspective on what it means to be successful, what it means to live a a life of meaning, whereas before a life of meaning meant you got a job, a nine to five job you provided or you went into the military. Yeah. And,
0: and that's and that's cultural because it came from a generation where um you know the Great Depression hit totally. and they couldn't survive. So
1: it makes sense. It made sense. It made they didn't sense. do anything wrong.
0: This guy God bless Jim Morrison's dad. I, I don't. I assume he's passed away because he was old in this interview, and the interview's you know, 10 or 15 years old. But he wasn't doing anything wrong as far as he knew. As far as he, he knew. He thought he was protecting his right. son. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We try to protect our children I by know. focusing on things. I had heated our debates with some friends this weekend uh, about school and how certain times pressure gets put on them because they want them to succeed so they can get— a good GPA in high school so they can get to good college so
1: they can get in a good job. And, but that's again, even though the, the love is there, I hear all that, but that's a narrow viewpoint of what success means and what your job as a parent is. And if I was to define success and what our job as a parent is, it is to connect with our children, see who they are, support who they are and Stay connected, meaning as they're growing up, figure out new ways to reach them, new ways to connect with them. It's not about permissiveness,
0: right? That's the trick. Not everybody's like, well, then I'm going to
1: let my kids do whatever they they want. Yeah, guys, you got to get away from that because that's keeping you stuck Mm -hmm. in thinking that connection and relationships equal permissiveness. When you have a relationship with your child where they trust you, where there's kindness where there's a sense of respect on both sides. A lot of the things you're worried about don't even happen, Mm -hmm. meaning they don't rebel against you in in huge ways. Of course, kids are going to grow up and kind of push the limits. They have to. That's called growing up. But they may do it in a way where it doesn't cause complete... Breakdowns in your home, right you know it may be a discussion rather than a grounding. it may be a um, a learning experience for you rather than a power struggle. like we have to again expand that if our children feel good about who they are, if they feel that their parents have their back, and what I mean by that is they accept them as who they are, they internally will be motivated. They're just naturally motivated to learn, to grow, to experience, to live their truth. And then you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about them, you know, not doing homework because they will be intrinsically motivated. Will they be intrinsically motivated to compete against everyone else and be the best? Maybe not. But that's because they recognize that being the best doesn't, unless it's something they do naturally... they feel, don't find value in that. I feel that.
0: like that's what our show boils down to more than almost anything else. And that is um all we want is our kids to be intrinsically motivated. Yeah. Really. And we work on the extrinsic Always. as parents yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's a matter of finding out how best to do that. So
1: And and one, just so you guys can understand that definite that difference Extrinsically motivated means children are motivated by fear. They're motivated because they don't want to disappoint you. They're motivated by competing against others, thinking that if they win or the best, then that somehow gives them self-worth.
0: They're motivated by praise.
1: They're motivated by praise. They're motivated by financial gain because everyone keeps telling them they're going to need money.
0: They're motivated by getting a reading sticker for doing all your reading this week.
1: Absolutely. And then what happens is when they're extrinsically motivated, when those things don't show up for whatever reason, because they can't all the time. Right. It, then their their sense of worth, they they are connected to those extrins- those extrinsic <laughs> am I saying that the right way? Extrinsic. That is how they v- value themselves. Right. So if those things don't show up, then they think they're not worth anything. Right. Someone who is intrinsically motivated does things because it feels right, because they feel responsible for who they are, because they know they belong, because they have a sense of groundedness, and because they appreciate their role in the world. Right. They they understand they play a role in that they do have to step up and be kind and take responsibility. They do that internally rather than I'm going to be nice to these people so my parents don't yell mm-hmm. at me. Yeah. That's a total... Because guess what? We're not going to be around...
0: Whether that when they go to college or when they leave the house, we're not going to be there. When are in first grade, or, we're not there. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And so we can say, you know, they're going to do it because if they don't, they know I'm going to get on their case. Well... Basically what they learn is how to do things behind your back. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm Raised to Nowhere talked a lot about that, how kids like just cheat for the test and they study for the test. It's called shortcuts. Yes.
1: And shortcuts, that's in educational world, Mm -hmm. but- we do shortcuts in re- in relationships. we do uh shortcuts in responsibility um we do shortcuts you know that kind of shows up everywhere where we're just trying to go to a, to an end and One thing that Todd and I talk about in terms of our company that's very important to me and and this is not my quote this what comes company? from b u Inc okay this comes from Gandhi, but allow your means to be the same as your end, right. The way that you get to whatever end there is, which there really isn't any end, it's a ongoing, but allow your means to dictate what you're teaching. Meaning if I'm going to be- Well, con- Dave Grohl just said it. What is He's it? like, the yeah.
0: reason that you play music-
1: Is because you love music.
0: Because you love music, not because you want to be a rock star, not because you want to be famous, not because you want to impress girls. Right. It's for the love of the music.
1: And if you're doing that- Things naturally kind of happen and you meet people and you have experiences, not because you're like, I have to get a hundred more likes on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. but because you want to meet these people. It, there's a natural connection. Yeah. So when you're doing something you can't stand, can you understand how you've already set up an energy yeah. of you're going to have to do some clawing and digging you're to get to- You're going to be
0: swimming upstream. Upstream. Whereas if you do things you love, you're swimming downstream. Because
1: you're just doing it. Yeah. And you love it.
0: Right. Um, So our next partner is Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Dr. Kelly adjusts on a uh, weekly basis. And the number is 630-941-8733. And I found this on Dr. Kelly's website, so I'm going to play it. So just this explains what chiropractic is. Oh, great. Chiropractic works because every cell, tissue, organ, and system of your body is controlled and regulated by your nervous system. Nervous system interferences, usually produced by the moving bones of your spine, can impair the way your body works, producing pain and ill-health. We find these areas called subluxations and apply just the right amount of pressure to help restore proper motion and position of misaligned spinal bones. Well-being can return as consistent visits help retrain your spine. This reduces nervous system interferences and allows your body to heal itself naturally without drugs or surgery. It's as simple as that. This approach has helped millions with a wide variety of health problems get well and stay well. Could chiropractic care help you? Find out. Darn right it could help. You're darn right it can help. You know
1: what I love about... In- Uh, You know, I just love chiropractic, obviously, because it's helped me my whole life. I've been going since I was a kid, but is the whole concept of help your body heal itself. Right. You know, like go to the core of the problem rather than the surface of the problem. I
0: feel like put yourself in a position to succeed and by succeed, I mean be healthy. And this is one of the ways to do it. Absolutely. So I wanted to read this because you emailed this to me last night, sweetie. A recent study by researchers at Ohio State University found that students often need an external boost of confidence to pursue their dreams. Sometimes students have the grades, the motivation, and the ability, but simply lack the necessary self-confidence to wholeheartedly invest in the pursuit of a realistic new goal, Uh, says Patrick Carroll, assistant professor, blah, blah, blah. This work uh, shows how parents, teachers, and counselors can steer students in the right direction to achieve their dreams. So Jim Morrison's dad did the opposite of that. Not only was he neutral about it, he said, you can't sing. Mm -hmm. So Jim, uh, despite that advice, broke out of it but if we as parents want to put our kids
1: i was gonna say let's keep going jim Mm -hmm. morrison also became a drug addict right and he was dead by the time he was 27 and i'm not saying that's all his dad's fault because there may have been other components that we're not aware of two
0: sides of this one is jim said screw you dad i'm doing this anyway and he was also miserable but he was also a very sad miserable guy
1: and he could not stay present in time he
0: was not enough he, he didn't was not feel, enough. And it's probably because when he was, and God bless the Morrison family, but he Jim probably grew up in a household where he didn't feel like he was enough. That's right. So if you don't feel you're enough, you search outside of yourself. So where did he search? He searched into music, but he also searched into drugs and everything else.
1: And to take that even further, you search outside of yourself because when you sit with yourself, you cannot tolerate the way you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot tolerate the voices in your head that are telling you you're not good enough, which were real voices right. you know, from growing up. So you numb those voices with whatever you can. For him, it became drugs mm-hmm. and many other crazy things. Jim was an interesting bird. He's
0: actually more of an alcoholic than he was a drug addict. Oh, he was. I mean, I'm He sorry. did drugs, but he... He booze more than anything.
1: He was a drinker. Yeah. And he um, you know, and he sang about his pain, mm-hmm. which is a great release. This
0: is the end. Yeah. Beautiful friend. I should pull that up, but I'm not going to.
1: And and he also so he you know, it's one of those paradoxical things that he found beauty and success through his pain. Yeah. Um I wrote about that this weekend. I wrote a blog about finding finding Sometimes your greatest gifts through your greatest pain. But unfortunately, his story doesn't end well. And that is what tends to happen is it doesn't happen all the time. Some people can pull themselves out of it. But to go to the quote that you just read from Ohio State, I think the way that we look at that is it's not a thing about telling our kids they're great all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not authentic. It's about telling our kids that we believe in them. Yes,
0: whatever it is,
1: whatever it is, because and
0: it's like when Ariel says to her dad in the movie Footloose, "Sweetie, you remember what she says?"
1: I don't remember. She says, "Dance your ass off."
0: No, what is Shaw? His name's Shaw. Shaw. And she said, Shaw. "I know I don't believe in all the things that you believe in, yeah, but I believe in you." So mm-hmm. that was actually the daughter telling the dad, that, absolutely. But that's what our kids need to hear from us is we need to know. We need to make sure our kids know that we believe in them and not to direct them in a specific direction. Whatever direction their boundless energy chooses to go, Allow it to go in that I direction. I believe
1: in you. I believe in you, period. Not I believe you will be a famous rock star. Right. But if you take this path, I believe that you can do something with it. Maybe you'll end up turning into a producer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll end up, end up being a DJ. Or right. a, it, it, I just believe in your dreams. Yeah. And you can take those. You know, we watched uh, Parenthood the other night. Todd loves Parenthood. I think it's heavy and I struggle, but- I watched it with them, or I was kind of doing something else. You never sit there and watch. You I can't. always have a distraction. It's so emotional to me. That's what I do for a living, so it's hard. But one scene is where Jasmine is talking to Zeke? No. She's... Crosby? Yeah, Crosby. Why would Jasmine be talking to Zeke? I don't know. So – and they are married and Crosby is struggling because his place of work is going under. He's not feeling good about himself. There's just a lot of – he's afraid he's going to lose his house. And Jasmine says something that I thought was great and I was glad that Todd, Todd was like, oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't really care about your work and about house. this house. You're my guy. And I believe in you.
0: And she's and like, what bothers me
1: most is that you're not talking to me. Right.
0: That Or he lied to her about something or he spoken untruth or whatever it was. That's what bothers me. Yeah.
1: Her. She's like, share with me and we can tolerate anything. anything. And again, I know that's a, a marriage thing, but it's the same thing with our kids is they're going to come home with failures. Mm-hmm. And my hope always is that my kids share their failures, release Talk about it, the things that scare them, and then they get that sense of grounding again and take off again. Yep. The failure doesn't keep, the failure is not about who they are. Mm-hmm. It's just an arrow pointing them in a new direction. Right. But when, as a society, we start to say, oh, you're not American Idol, well, then you're not good enough. What do kids do with that? Mm-hmm. What are these millions of people who try out for American Idol who don't become, because even the second runner up feels crappy about themselves?
0: Right. No points for second place, No,
1: sweetie. and that's crazy. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. You know? is it th- no points for second place from Top Gun? I don't know. No points for second place. What I... movie is that from? If I'm wrong, let me know, okay. listeners. Speaking of failure, this is Michael Jordan talking.
2: I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. Six times I've been trusted to take the game running shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, MJ,
0: we've played that before.
1: Pima Children, Pema Children, Pema.
0: I call her Pima.
1: But it's Pema. But Pema, it's Pema Children gave a speech at her granddaughter's uh university. Mm-hmm. And her message in her speech was learn how to fail, fail again, fail better, and keep failing. Mm-hmm. And her message was, just like Michael Jordan is saying there, the only way to keep moving toward your dream, whatever that is, is to keep going, keep yeah. doing it. Don't get stuck. Todd and I were just talking about before we came downstairs that one of the coolest ways that Todd and I have met people in our, in our work world or people that interest us is we've just emailed them. Yeah. And we just emailed them. We've
0: emailed a bunch of people.
1: A ton of people.
0: N- famous people. Yeah. Many of which never replied to us.
1: But some do. do. And the ones that have replied to me over the last 10 years are the people that have Made my life so much richer. Mm -hmm. They've either become really good friends, or they've become confidants, or they've become you know mentors in some way. Or one of the women that I ended up um, emailing because I loved her book. um, She ended. We ended up becoming good friends. I got in a writing group with her, and then when she left her job at Dominican, she asked me to take it.
0: Which you? Which you did?
1: Which I did. And and my point is, is that if I wouldn't have emailed her and said, "Hey, I love your book," or "Hey, I," and I didn't have any. I didn't need anything from her.
0: Well, and I will say, like, you always wanted to perf- uh, teach on the university level. Yeah. And if you would have taken my path, which is, hey, you got to email all these deans and of all these schools and resume, blah, blah, okay. blah, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. When the opportunity shows up, it'll show up. And sure enough, in that example, yeah. it showed that up. That was cool. Um, so there was something else I wanted to say, and, um, oh, this is more uh, back to the Uh, Oh, do you want to talk about uh, the female, um, whatever that lady's name? No,
1: that's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm I'm positive.
0: Okay. Well, uh, going back to singers, because it's kind of a theme of the show is singers and fathers who don't believe in them. Here's another example of that. But do you know who this is? Of course I do. Who is this?
1: This is Smashing Pumpkins. This is Billy.
0: Do you know the name of the song?
1: Uh, I can sing it, but I don't I don't know the name of any of his songs because they don't have anything to do you with the song. You don't have
0: anything to do with the song.
1: Billy names his songs random things. Like mayonnaise. <laughs> what is that?
0: This is called Drown.
1: This is Drown. Does he say Drown?
0: He just said it.
1: Oh, I missed it. Okay. Sorry, Billy. Let's email Billy. So why are you playing Smashing Pumpkins right now?
0: Just because I love them.
1: Well, you know, no, you prefaced I love it him. by... No,
0: Billy's dad um, did the same thing that Jim's dad did, was you're not a singer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so stop trying to sing. Mm. And Billy, and despite that, he went ahead and had his own band and became wildly successful in the 90s and a little bit in the 2000s. And it's just another example of, um, you know, we have this um, opportunity to encourage our children and and many of us don't do that
1: well and and on that same note of jim billy has dealt with a lot of depression oh sure and he's dealt with a lot of perfectionism Sure. which is perfectionism is just a uh right he's
0: successful in the music part but from relationship relationship part he has admittedly had some issues
1: with. right and Finishing that thing I was saying about perfectionism is that is just another version of fear. Mm -hmm. Being a perfectionist is just another way of being afraid. And so, you know, he's had a lot of band breakups. What about Zwan?
0: Zwan was great. Did you like Zwan? I went to go see Zwan. I know. At the Metro. Todd
1: really listens to the same music over and over and over again. (sighs)
0: Sort of. When
1: I I hear doors and smashing pumpkins, it's just, You know, it's it's going to be a good day.
0: I know. I know. Um, okay, so we are 37 minutes in, so we should probably... Is that a problem? No, it's not a Can problem. Can I talk about my book? Sure, go ahead.
1: So my book came out last week. It's called um, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn, and it's actually been doing pretty well. Pretty good. It's been doing pretty well on Amazon, which makes me happy. Um and what number was it last week, Well, it was sweetie? 88 one day, and then you and I went on like 30 minutes later, and it wasn't anymore. Things yeah, but change for on a
0: moment there, it was number 88. <laughs> and
1: then the next day it was 87. That's so right. It go- so it kind of goes. So our goal
0: is to get to 86. 83,
1: baby. 83. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, it's really – I'm very proud of this book just because I think it incorporates a lot of different topics, a lot of things that Todd and I talk about on this show. I try and do it in story form. So it's interesting, meaning I try and share experiences that I've had professionally or personally that relate to emotional experiences or relate to noticing what's working or mindfulness or all these things we talk about, Um, communication, because that's what we're talking about today a little bit too. So go out and get this book. Actually, uh, Amazon has it. My website has it, KathyCadams.com. If you go to Amazon and it says it's temporarily out of stock, it's baloney. You can you can order it and you'll get it in the next day or two. I just had to re-upload my cover.
0: That's right, we had a small technical
1: Yeah, it was glitch. just a, a silly thing, but you can still order it there. Barnes and Noble has it, you know. And my friends at Tree of Life Chiropractic, our partner, right. they have copies, and the Daily Method Elmhurst has copies. So if you're local, you can go to those places. Yeah,
0: and save yourself the uh, taxes, shipping, and, and shipping. taxes, and all that stuff. Um, but what if they want to do the retreat? Do they still have to buy the book?
1: Well, if you sign what, up for our retreat,
0: what is this retreat? You the speak retreat
1: of? is the Self Aware Virtual Holiday Retreat. I love that. Um, it's a little wordy it's title um, because it inc- incorporates everything. Every year, Todd and I do a holiday retreat, and it's probably our most popular retreat because everybody needs a little decrease in anxiety mm-hmm. around this time of year. I was at Target two days ago, and it's already Christmas everywhere.
0: Yeah, you couldn't find any turkey. There was no
1: turkey stuff. I told Skylar, "Where's the I love would Get a turkey
0: for the turkeys. I would
1: get like a picture of a turkey for the house because she's drawing them and putting them all over the house. She's even got a picture of a turkey with a thermometer sticking out of it yeah
0: i don't know where she got that i don't
1: either anyway so what was i saying i don't know i was talking about uh the holidays oh holiday retreat so todd and i do this retreat this time it's going to be two weeks um and it's going to be kind of a slow gentle retreat where we talk about um how to pay attention to what the holiday is about, and how to make connections with your family, and how to feel the joy of the season rather than rush through it or put labels on it like stressful, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. That's not what the season's about. The season is about connection and love, and recognizing what's working. And of course, in you know, if in the Christian tradition, it's obviously about Jesus's birthday, mm-hmm. which was a time of celebration. And you know, let's just um, let's appreciate the seasonal experience. And let's
0: be cool, man. Let's be cool. So it's 90 bucks for the retreat, but you get a book with, with it. it. Right. And you also, the retreat's virtual, so there's nothing to schedule, nowhere to be. Nope. We send, or you send uh, the retreatees emails either every day or every other day.
1: And send Parenting Radio podcast, exclusive ones. Exclusive. Ones that we'll be making on the fly. Not that
0: available day. to the public. Mm-mm,
1: not available to the public.
0: Uh, Facebook page will be created to interact with other Participants, which Which is optional.
1: People love that part, though, because they teach each other.
0: And if you sign up for the retreat, you are welcome to gift it to a loved one.
1: So really, even though it's $90, that includes a book. And you also, um, you can gift it to someone. So it's almost like it's half. Yeah. Um, So, you know. And
0: there's one other element to it. What? I'm going to introduce a male perspective
1: nice every
0: day on the retreat and you know
1: what it's going to be called todd's Todd's man Man piece
0: (laughs) p-e-a-c-e sweetie came up with that so if you want to
1: todd's man understand a
0: little bit about todd's man piece (laughs) you will sign up for this retreat um so anyways that's the dealio
1: i think that is so funny
0: yeah you're funny and we didn't have a meeting to come up with a catchy name. You we
1: were just standing in the kitchen. Let's call it Todd's
0: Man Piece. Todd has
1: been doing. Todd works so hard. I do, and he just went to this huge retreat a couple of weekends ago, the Mankind Project, and he does so much deep inner work, and he has all these great awarenesses about everything, and he and he just has this great male perspective. Extra me. <laughs> you
0: bet. Thanks for me. I have no idea what that is. <laughs>
1: But anyway, so he has some male piece to share. I, I, Todd's male, I got man piece.
0: My man piece to share. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's going to be great. I don't even know what I'm going to share, but I am ready. I am up for the challenge. So the reason I, we say that is because usually it's mostly women on this right, retreat. it is.
1: We get a few men, and it, guys. Dude, let's,
0: let's step up step
1: up if especially if you're like okay holidays are so annoying i just don't participate my wife does everything don't do that get involved that's right jump in um so if, how do they sign up go uh, to our facebook page
0: facebook page website, website, show notes it's everywhere shoot us an email comments and and say hey man i want in on this
2: yeah okay <laughs> it's
1: not
0: <Halloween>. oh, sorry <laughs> Um, and then I guess our last we, – we forgot – or we didn't get a chance to talk about this lady's question, so we'll have to do it next time.
1: What about Jeremy, the bald-headed oh, yeah.
0: beauty? yeah, bald-headed beauty. Jeremy Kraft, he's our uh, friend and also our contractor, so he does painting – and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area.
1: So Todd got off the phone with Jeremy the other day because Jeremy helps Todd with some of his apartment building stuff, and you hung up the phone and you go, I love that guy. Yes, I do. We've known him for years and years and years, and Todd still just digs him.
0: He's the goods. He is. He's the goods. Mm -hmm. Um, If you ever shop, it's Christmas time coming up, right? Right. Or Thanksgiving
1: time. Or holiday time.
0: Holiday time. Uh, if you shop on Amazon, do us a solid and go to our website first because on our zenparentingradio.com page, there's a search. There's an Amazon search box in the lower right-hand corner. If you click on that before you start your shopping, we will get a commission or BU, our company, will get a commission off of that. It's not big, but it's it's enough for us to even talk about it.
1: And you know what I'm envisioning, um, whatever we get from Christmas going toward, um, is we're bringing a screening of another movie here in March and Todd and I, we put, as Todd would say in his, in his sports language, skin in the game Yeah. and we pay for these documentaries to come and then we don't. We don't charge, meaning we don't get money. Mm-hmm. If we have it at a, at a theater, the theater does. But so well, it
0: costs money to bring these films yeah, here, and we, we pay for them. Put in you know anywhere between two hundred fifty and five hundred bucks. That comes out of our and we usually partner
1: with a school to help us.
0: Right, um, and then last but not least, I want to um, give a shout out to four different people that gave us a review on iTunes. Nice, new. Uh, yeah, these are new. Um, by Soul's family, she says that you you are both great. Thank you. Um, and then Nicole from the USA says this podcast is truly enlightening. Hmm. And then Lucy, I don't know if I'm if I should say her last name, so I won't. No. Um, she says I love Todd and Kathy. And then last but not least, Jitka J I T K A. She's from the Czech Republic, awesome. sweetie. She said that uh, Zen Parenting rules.
1: Thank you, everybody. That's very kind.
0: Yes. So. If you give us an iTunes review, I will read at least your name. I won't read the whole review. That's really nice, but it it helps us reach more people. So see,
1: that's our universal marketing strategy.
0: That's right. So write a review. Write a review. So we're going to close out the show with another Doors song. Okay. Because I love.
1: Is it my favorite Doors song?
0: Which one is that?
1: Um, what is my favorite Doors song? Is it? Uh, it's not this one. Are you sure? It's not this one. It's not "Love Her Madly," "Love Me Two Times." I can't remember.
0: This is off "L.A. Woman." He's got a deep voice. What are they doing in the
1: highest he was a poet, you know.
0: He was. He
1: he had beautiful words. He's an
0: American poet. He was. So, words of wisdom, sweetie.
1: Have a great week. That's my words of wisdom. Hang tough. Know that you belong. It's
0: really good. Yeah. I'm going to say just be cool, man. Keep Keep trucking. Keep trucking. All right. Adios.